My name is Sarah Fennell, and since 2009, I have been on a rocket ship of personal growth and life mastery. From quitting my career as a dental hygienist and launching an online business, to becoming an international fitness and magazine cover model, to finding the love of my life, my twin flame, and building a business together, to dealing with chronic illness and suffering from breast implant illness, along with managing bipolar disorder. It has not been easy. I've been in a cycle of losing myself and finding myself for over a decade. But I've come to understand that this is life. I am never afraid to give up the good, to go for great, and constantly reinvent myself to have an extraordinary life. I am a seeker, and I invite you on a journey with me to become the best version of yourself to live your best life. This is the Fulfillment Project Podcast. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the show. I have my wonderful partner, Joe here with me, as well as our cat, Chloe, which you might hear meowing. <laughs> Sitting in Joe's lap. We're both back by popular demand. <laughs> yes. So this could be a fun episode because we're doing a Q&A. I threw out um, a question thingy on my stories the other day uh, saying that Joe and I were going to sit down and do a podcast and we got some great questions coming in. Um, Joe literally just saw the questions. <laughs> we haven't even had a conversation about this. So this is going to be raw and on the fly. Um, just to give you some context, we're going to be talking about couples in business together um, and emotions around that. We're going to be talking about how to build yourself back up when you feel beaten down. We're going to get into psychedelics. We're going to talk about creating boundaries. And then we're also going to talk about business right now and what's happening with small businesses and perhaps some anxiety and worry with what the government's doing for restrictions. So got a lot to unpack today. Jeez. <laughs> I feel like I should have got a memo before this. Like, I didn't sign up for this. Look, I, I see what you do. Last podcast, like, great stuff, Joe. Yeah, come on. Talk now you're just like, boom. What do you think about this? I'm like, oh, okay, let's, let's hit it. Conversation, conversation. You know what? Hit me with it. All right. So let's, let's start chatting about couples in business. And the question that was asked was, how do you keep personal arguments or emotions out of business work? Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Oh, well... We've worked a lot on this. I think what we need to identify first is is where are the emotions and arguments coming from? Because if you're working together and you're sleeping together, there's no door that just like you, you don't go through a door and, and like that, that that shuts off. Like the energy, the frequency carries with you. Yeah. Um, I personally, we we kept a lot of emotion out of business in general. So my my, my quick easy tip without Joe going into a rant: create alter egos. Create an alter ego for work, an alter ego for home. And when work is done, work is done. When you go into home, you're now home. Um, Todd, you know, that Todd Herman has a great book about that. Uh, you, know, either, you know, wear a bracelet, wear something special, wear jewelry. Um, we have, we, we've, we've changed clothes to have business meetings and we establish business time and we establish home time. But it doesn't answer the question because it's personal arguments. So my, my first initial reaction to this question was, well, deal with your argument, like deal with your relationship first. Like if, if it's that big of an issue where you're constantly personally arguing and it's running into your business, you have a bigger problem to deal with. And I would say learn to communicate with each other. Communication between you and I has been the biggest difference and it's taken us five years and every year getting better. 
Um, but short answer, like, you know, create alter egos, separate work, have different places where you have conversations, work conversations. Like we have offices that we have conversations and we keep the kitchen and stuff like that, or the living room free of, of work stuff. Uh, if you guys are arguing a lot, then I, I look at this from a person, like fix the personal first and then the business will be a lot better. Yeah. It's uh you said communication. That was the one thing that I was going to drive home because if you're, you're probably arguing because you're not communicating properly. Um, and one thing we've learned to do and still working on a daily basis is communicating without ego, communicating without trying to one up each other. Mm -hmm. It's like, how, how do we, how do we resolve this as quickly as possible with us each feeling heard and understood and that it's not a situation that comes up again? I think key. So, you know, asking the questions like, what are you feeling and why? So do you feel frustrated? Do you feel hurt? Do you feel unheard? What are you guys arguing about? Deal with that situation first. Um, the other challenging part too is, and I think we've seen this both with us and with other couples, that unless you're both growing, yes. it's very challenging when, 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 when one person is, is climbing that personal development mountain and the other person is, is still eating bonbons and watching Young and the Restless and, and doing nothing and complaining and watching social media and Netflix all day. Um, so I think, again, the, the communication, if, if both of you guys are on the same page, is, is you know communicate effectively as to how both of you feel. And also sometimes just what's the outcome you want and write that down somewhere. And, and maybe sometimes too, if, if you can't talk, email each other. We've done that. We've done that. Like we've done that so many times. Like, cause then, cause it, you take the emotion of like, what's the outcome I'm looking for? What can you and I do to get to that outcome? Yep. Uh, and then once both egos drop down in terms of who was right and who was wrong and all that other stuff, usually you can get to the end result a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, question number two was how can I build myself up at my age? Uh, she's 52 and she says, I feel so beaten down. And I think, uh, want me to start on this one? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, I mean, I, I, I feel like I've been beaten down in my life. So I don't think age is a, is a factor in this at all. And although if you feel like you're beaten down again and again, the, the timeline does get longer, but we've all had situations where we feel like the world is against us. We feel like we just can't get ahead or we feel like things just keep going wrong. And that comes down to your perspective. It comes down to how you're looking at your situation and your attitude towards it moving forward. I'm trying to dissect this question because I don't have a lot of context to this. So when I read like, how can I build myself back up? First question is, where were you? So how, how far have you fallen and where were you before? I don't know that information. Um, don't care about your age. Yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. People have, people have fallen down at 20, 50, 70. It doesn't matter. Um, and, and think of this as more an evolution. So it, 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 it's hard for me without knowing the person and stuff like that. But where were you before and, and what caused you to, to fall down? Uh, and then where do you want to be? So do you want to be where you were before or do you want to be somewhere above that? Um, the person feels very beaten down. And again, I don't know what that context is. Um, is, is that just overstressed with work? Is that just um, external, internal? There's a lot of things that, that you know, needs to be addressed there. We talked about something called um, you know, tea time. And this is where I would start to look at you know, where are you spending your time? What is your energy overall? If it's very low, focus on like, what are things, is it nutrition based? Is it sleep based? That kind of stuff. And, and learning to actually increase your attitude. Um, you know, doing more things that make your heart sing, saying no to things that, that you shouldn't be doing more of. And it is a little bit of a process, but we, uh, a good friend of ours, Kennedy, 
is a great example of someone in his 50s who's constantly reinventing himself and building himself back up. And this past year especially, I've seen that man transform himself. He's going back to school. He's in his 50s, yeah. Yeah, he's in his 50s going back to school. And I'm like, holy shit. So it, it really is a perspective of how much time you think you have left. Yeah. Because if you think you're 52 and only have two years left, then I obviously might be a little hard. But I mean, if you're 52 and, and you know, like, hey, like, even over the next, like, think about what you can do in two years. Yeah. Like really think about what you can do in two or three years and still have so many years ahead of you. Yeah. I think we can even take this a layer deeper. You were talking about tea time, which, you know, we talk about as our managers in life, but you know, we come to, we haven't talked about our core three yet, which is your reason, your resiliency and your resourcefulness. So what is your reason for building yourself back up? What resources do you have? And, and are you working on your resiliency to keep going? Because resiliency in life, we all need to work on that trait. So let me just be devil's advocate going, you know what? I, I, I've ran out of resiliency. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm beat. And I think a lot of people over the last year can probably really relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when that resiliency gets really low, you named one thing and that's the reason. Um, so to me, the best way of actually, you know, getting yourself back up is having a big enough reason. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Cool. Um, question number three was a little bit vague. Um, it was trying to understand the psychedelic journey. Well, what happens is you take these drugs and these drugs affect your brain and then certain things happen to your brain that becomes the psychedelic journey. Yeah. Um, so just in case you haven't heard my episode with our shaman Barat, uh, a few episodes ago talking about, um, the ceremonies that I did, we did a whole episode on the purpose of it from a, a ceremonial perspective. Um, we could dive into maybe the microdosing aspect of it. I'm here to answer questions. Yeah. Cool. You, you ask away and I'll answer. Yeah. So what was your, uh, what was your view on psychedelics five years ago versus now? Escape. Mm. Like, like most people who take drugs, you take drugs to escape. Yes. Um, not necessarily a bad thing to just get away. You know, who cares? It, it, it I, I always viewed them, uh, when I was younger was to heavily escape and it became an issue. Uh, and then as I was older, it was just, it was a way to escape, you know, vacation time or this or that. It was just a good way to, um, change your state, yeah. feel good, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We, uh, we talk about escaping versus expanding mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and when we, when you feel like you have crutches or you feel like you have things that you need to lean on in order to change your state, which we talked about in our last episode, you know, you need to ask yourself, are you escaping your life and looking to change your state because you don't enjoy reality or are you looking to expand and open up your mind? And that's how we, I, I believe you. Yeah. The view. Bit, well, yeah, I was going to, yeah. Um, the, the big, the biggest shift was, was how you use it. Um, and I think, I mean, everyone's got their own reasons and their own views and, and whatever. You, and, and then that's completely cool. Um, and my biggest shift though was, was how can I use this, to expand myself and become better rather than escaping. And I kind of like, I really started like, you know, viewing psychedelics kind of like, like creatine or steroids or anything like that, where, you know, it's not just a matter of, Ooh, I took a shot. Now I'm better. I'm huge. Well, it doesn't work that way. And, and, and we've seen a lot of people like, go into these, these, these intentions of like, wow, I'm going to have a mushroom ceremony. My life is going to change. And then for some people it really does, but I've started looking at this as more of a, you know, how can I use these supplements to, to expand my, my consciousness, to expand, to expand my creativity, creativity to expand, like, so, like just, just tap into yeah. things 
um, without having to escape, without having to affect my day, without without having the negative associations, right? Um, and I think, you know, like, like all drugs have their, in my opinion, place, purpose and stuff like that. Uh, and it's kind of like Tylenol. You take a, a whole bottle, that's not very good. You take one... <laughs> And you can get some pain relief from that. Um, And then shifting the, I guess, the the psychedelic realm to to expansion over escape was was a very unique and different experience for me, but became one of the best best things I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. And so there's there's two different ways that you can use. And and when we talk about psychedelics, it's either, you know, there's magic mushroom, psilocybin, um, or there's the LSD component of it. And you can take it in large quantities, and have a journey, mm-hmm. um, or else, or you can also do microdosing, which is a very well, like I think it explains itself. You know, it's a microdose of the substance. And the way I explain microdosing, it's almost like you wake up in the morning and you're groggy, and you have a cup of coffee, and you just you you feel alert. Mm-hmm. So there's a slight shift in state, right. and that's what the microdose does. It's a slight shift in state without the the visuals and the actual psychedelic. Component so of it. One coffee instead of like 80 milligrams of ephedrine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Some people know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I think, you know, I like what you said, we use these things to expand. You use them to better your life as opposed to inhibiting or escaping and, and just being mindful and working with someone who you trust as a trusted source if you're looking to move into that realm. It is a journey, and any journey is different for every single human 100%. being. Yeah. Um, to me, like the, the psychedelic world is like climbing a mountain, and there's 365 different degrees that you can go up that mountain, right? And everyone has some people have good experiences, some people have bad experiences. There's such an accumulation of things that go into it: what current state you're in, where you're at, the type of people you're with, like all that kind of stuff really plays a, a huge role. Uh, and nothing I really recommend people just to dive into no. knowing what they're doing. No, no, definitely yeah. not. Great. Um, question number four. This is a good one. How to create boundaries with yourself, friends, family, and even strangers? Easy. Easy answer. Go for it. Your boundaries are a direct reflection of your standards. Yeah. And your self-worth. Yeah. But it's, it's your standards. Yeah. So it, I have no issue saying no to someone. I have very clear boundaries. I have very clear standards. Um, we have a really cool exercise that we do with our clients called the power of saying no. And, and for a lot of people, so how to create boundaries. So if you have to create boundaries with yourself, you have to set higher standards for yourself. So I'm assuming if you can't set boundaries, like, I'm not going to eat the cake that's in the fridge. I don't, I don't know what they mean by creating boundaries within yourself, but literally that is just a you versus you. So your, your reason has to be bigger than your excuses. When it comes to friends, family, Stranger danger, okay. Even with strangers, <laughs> um, a lot of confidence is, is confidence in in what you believe is your values and your boundaries. And, and this, there's been a lot of times where we've left situations, we've canceled plans, or I just said to people like, "Hey, like I just don't want to hang out today. I don't have the capacity. Like, I'm just, yeah. and if we do, I'm gonna be miserable." And I, th- yeah, I think that comes down to like really understanding yourself and and how you want your life how you want to live your life and how you want to feel in yeah. that life. And that comes with a lot of awareness. And, and I've even seen myself over the years as a recovering people pleaser, the boundaries, they accumulate over time. Yep. As you put one boundary in, it works great. Or you might have to modify it. Um, or, or you realize the situation that you're in, you're like, Oh, like, why did I put myself through that? And you're like, okay, I, I need to put up some type of boundary. You now, just, sorry, go ahead. 
No, you go ahead and then we'll get into like actually how. So you made me realize a, a situation we've had with one of our clients. Setting boundaries when you have allowed something to go on and you've been okay with it and then suddenly you're not. So let's say you're in a relationship and let's say there's something that you do that I've never once said anything about. And you now have taken this over the course of five years as something that I'm completely okay with. I go to a workshop, seminar, I'm a better person now and I come up going, you know what, Sarah? These are my new boundaries. And this is the way you need to drive within my boundaries. And you're like, what the hell are you talking about? And we've seen people in some personal situations where they no longer want to tolerate. So toleration and acceptance we talk about. Mm -hmm. When you've allowed yourself to tolerate something for an extended period of time, you have to be aware of the person that you're now talking to. Their paradigm is, well, this doesn't make any sense because you were okay with this yesterday. What changed with you today? Because why are you asking me to change because something changed with you. And that's a little more of a delicate situation when it comes to, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing if it's like, hey, you want to go out? No, I don't want to. I feel pressure to. Um, but things that you have allowed to happen for a long period of time sometimes require more communication with the other person. Uh, it requires a little more understanding uh, as opposed to just like waking up one day saying, here they are, new, new guardrails. Um, but the day-to-day -day stuff I find is just the more secure you are with how you want to feel and you express to people how you want to feel and how doing this will not make me feel that way, I feel like that's the easiest way to get on something. Yeah. Because if the other person now continues pressuring you to do this thing and they know how it's making you feel, they're a complete a-hole. Yeah. So like, for example, like, um, ask me to do something. Joe, so, will you go put the laundry in? I'd love to, Sarah. The has been like, like a completely horrible day for me and like I have no capacity whatsoever. Would you mind asking the kids or do you mind doing it for me? And I have no problems doing it or, or doing it tomorrow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I was just about to say some, some tactics for this of how, I mean, you could offer an alteration, mm -hmm. an alternative, which is what you just did. You can put something off. Um, you know, you can... Uh, we have many strategies. Many strategies. You can flat out just say no. Like, I don't have the time. I don't have the capacity. I Sometimes don't want to. Sometimes deferring. Like, I can do the by no one else who can. Yep. Um, one of the biggest ones is when people want you to do something for them. They don't want to do it themselves. Can you show me to do this? And they can't Google shit. You know, even by even saying like, hey, you know what? I can't, but I can show you how to do it. And the amount of times like, oh, no, it's okay. Because they don't want to do it themselves. Yes. Um, so there are a lot of strategies. And maybe we can do, we can do a whole uh, maybe a whole podcast on that. Yeah, we'll boundaries and those, power uh, saying no. Some yeah. of those strategies. Yeah. We take our clients through a lot of uh, boundaries, tolerations, uh, what they love, what they loathe, because all of this stuff makes up your attitude um, and your state of, of how you're living your life and, and operating in your business. So, cool. Good. Uh, and the last question is how you and I stay focused and pushing business forward when small businesses seem to be on the chopping block of the government right now. With, within COVID? I think that's a very... So let's say I'm on a reality show and I'm on the chopping block. What drives me? I'm on the chopping block. <laughs> um, and, and to me, like now more than ever, I have never been more sick, more tired, more defeated, more depressed, more anxious in business than I have in the last 10 months. I've also never been the happiest. I've also never been had the most growth. I've, I've never service people as well as we have um, and found reasons to pivot and grow. Yes. Um, when this all went down and I still have this 
saved if someone wants to watch this. Um, you know, when, when this all went down in March, this was my philosophy. We're in war. There are no rules. No one owes you shit. The government doesn't owe me shit. The world doesn't owe me shit. Tomorrow, there can be 10 new strains that kills everyone that's airborne. That, that's just the way nature works. And we're just in this living. Um, so when I take the emotion of what people owe me, then I start looking at what, 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 what can I do? And I remember talking about, you know, when this all hit, build a bunker for your clients and then build the new reality. It might be different than when, we, you know, like when the war goes on, you go in the bunker. The war is over, you come out, you're like, shit, everything's bombed. Well, build new buildings. <laughs> um, the conversation I've had a lot was what I called the blacksmith. At the turn of the century, blacksmiths were everywhere. Everyone needed a blacksmith. You couldn't get by without a blacksmith. In fact, for the last 10,000, or I don't know, don't quote me on 10,000 years because I know it's not been 10,000. Last however many hundred years, every sword was made by a blacksmith. Well, what happens when we didn't need swords and blacksmiths anymore? What happened to all those blacksmiths that lost their jobs? What happened when electricity came out? What happened when the cars came out? You know, what happened when ATMs came out and we got, oh my God, there's no more tellers. We can't stop it. Which, which, which that is like, you know, they, there, there's going to be a lot of, I don't agree with what hap- what's happening right now, but I also know that I can't, I, I, can, I, can, I can try to fight it. Or I can learn to ride the wave under the circumstances. Yeah. And I think, you know, saying, hey, maybe I used to be a blacksmith, but they don't need that anymore. I need to be something else. Um, what I think what we've done a good job doing is focusing on servicing and solving a problem for people. And then just figuring out how we can continue doing that. Um, we, we lost our physical location. So you know what? Don't give me that excuse. We, we were in that same boat. We lost thousands of dollars last year. We lost hundreds. Hundreds. <laughs> As soon as, I, as soon as I said thousands, I want to punch Hundred, myself in the mouth. Hundreds of thousands. Fuck. <laughs> um, and, and you know what? It was, none of it was easy decisions. Um, but, but I kind of smile going, it's not the worst shit that's ever happened to me. Yeah. I've, I've been homeless twice. I've, I've had to do a debt consolida- consolidation years ago. I've been frauded. Like I've had so much shit. I'm like, it, it's life. It's business. And, and um, to be honest, it was, it was talking to my grandmother a lot through this because here we are like just most of us like, like you know you peek your head out and, and rightfully so everyone has a reason and a right to really complain or to, to be upset all those things you know i talked to this woman who you know 67 years ago she her, her you know she was in yugoslavia the war is going on places bombed this 16 year old girl hides in a culvert for days Gets on a boat, comes to Canada. She's never met her dad before because he was here while, while, while they were young. Meets him for the first time. Three days later, he goes back home. She never sees him again. 16 years old, left by herself in a little place called Rouen Noranda in northern Quebec. Doesn't even speak the language. Has a baker's job and manages to survive. I'm like, we have our house. We have the internet. We have all these things at our disposal. Yeah. Focus on what we do have. And I get it. Like, we're pinched too. So I'm not, I'm not naive to this. I'm not, not, I'm not unaffected. I'm not in the pharmaceutical industry right now, okay? Like, I'm a small business owner, just like a lot of people listening to this. You have two decisions. You complain or you conquer. Yeah, you can, you can work with, within what you can control or you can uh, complain about what you can't control. That's I it. think that's one thing that we did. And it's been, a, it's been a challenging year from rebuilding our entire business and offers and programs and also helping our clients yeah. do the exact same. But we never... I wouldn't say we complained or ever felt victim to the circumstance. Whatsoever. In my journal, I did. 
And you know what? Like there are tough days, but like from the beginning, we're like, boop, okay, yeah. this is what we're doing. Like you know, we serviced gyms and studios and we're like, okay, so how do we still help people with our service, but on a different medium and in a different way? Now, one thing I think we should, like when I read that first question, again, how do we stay focused in pushing business? So if I think about what we do on a daily basis, well, let's go through some of that stuff. A lot of planning, a lot of calibrating, a lot of meetings, um, meditation every single day, consuming personal development, reading books on a weekly, daily basis. Um, like every chance we get, we're, we're, we're either trying to maintain a very positive state. Um, I blocked social media for a long period of time. I've, I've let go of a lot of friends that just don't serve me anymore and bring you down. I've learned to how I, I've learned how to sail this this sea, yeah. um, and 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 whatever anchors there were, I had to cut, and wherever I can find some wind for my sail, I find. Um, I don't think we go a day without being affected by this in, in some way, shape, or form. We go for walks, we do our meditations, we exercise, we get out in the sun. Um, you know, the more I realize, like just how much they're just like we're not meant to just sit inside and stare at a fucking screen all day. Mm. Um, so, so really finding ways to stay focused and pushing. So like mm. literally you need to find the ways, so whether that's getting out, whether it's getting a, a support group, whether that's getting some coaching, whether that's, you know, just getting out and exercising more and, and increasing natural ways of getting dopamine and serotonin and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, you bring more positive in your life that drowns out the negative. Like the negative yeah. is always going to be there. Uh, the quote that I used yesterday was, you know, uh, happiness is a choice that requires effort some days mm -hmm. and, and and unfortunately these days are becoming a little more challenging and, and the, the, it requires more effort every single day to maintain it um but i think for us it was it was finding ways to stay focused and when we're not is addressing why we're not and what we can do to 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 maintain that and we, we've gone through burnouts adrenal fatigue we've gone through gotten sick oh, I, I can't even go through the list of, of, of internal issues um and addressing those you know learning to live with with more alignment learning to um, improve health so that everything else like the gut brain connection is massive um, you know it's hard to stay focused if you're not eating healthy if you're not healthy yourself if you're not taking care of your um, your internal um, yeah. domain for lack of better terms um, the people you're surrounding yourself with I, I mean that it, it's such a complicated formula but if you want to simplify it comes down to happiness is your choice requires some work and figuring out what works for you yeah yeah awesome I don't even have anything to add to that that was that was awesome <laughs> Yeah. Fill your cup. Fill your cup with positivity. Any other questions? You want to make up a question? You want to make up a question? No, this is great. Um, if you guys have any other questions or want us to do this Q&A, uh, reach out to either one of us on Instagram. Um, we're always happy to have these chats and, and talk about these things in small segments because like, these are the things that really hold us back or, or keep us stuck or make us feel victim. Um, to not show up in our life or in our business the way that we want to. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. I come back again. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. You freaking rock. I love our community. I would love for you to join me over on Instagram. It is my favorite platform to hang out in. And if we're not connected, just find me, Sarah.Fennel. And I would also love for you to take a screenshot of this episode that you're listening to here today and throw in your stories, tag me, let me know what resonated with you the most. It helps me create more content for you moving forward. And always remember that we are in this together. <laughs>